Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, at a time when women's rights are in sharp focus in the media, it is important that the business community addresses the sexism and inequality which women still face in the workplace today. I've invited Professor Christine Cross from the Kemi Business School in the University of Limerick to discuss these issues with us this morning. Christine has completed extensive research in these specific areas, and it's certainly a sad indictment of both our society and our business community that such issues still remain in 2022. Christine, to start the interview, I'd like to gain an insight into your own background. Okay, so Carl, I suppose the very short version of a very long story is that I worked in industry for about 15 years before I was lucky enough to be able to move into the world of academia. Um, I held roles in uh, a number of different companies at management level and human resource management level, both in Ireland and in the UK and in small companies, medium companies and multinationals. When I went to the University of Limerick, I um, started a PhD on the area of gender in the workplace. So I'm particularly interested in the conversation that we're having today. Um, I've always been interested in issues related to gender in the workplace and uh, have worked on a number of different projects looking at ways to increase the number of women in senior positions in organisational life. And I suppose um, to match with my research interests, I have held a number of managerial positions at the University of Limerick over the years, including head of department and interim dean of the business school. Um, but my research interests continue to focus on inequality at work. Now, it seems disappointing to me that in 2022 that we're discussing dignity and respect as an issue in the workplace. Surely this is a basic right in the modern workplace? Yeah, I mean, Carl, it is. It, it, it always astonishes me um, every time that we have to talk about dignity, respect, or equality in the workplace. Um, it's it seems to be a pervasive issue within organisations globally. Um, and one of the things that um, is interesting, probably, that has raised the consciousness of it, was the arrival of the Me Too movement, because that wave of public accusations around inappropriate conduct, like sexual harassment that really raised the, ignity, the, the issue of dignity and respect to a whole new level of importance in workplaces around the globe. And you've done a lot of research, of course, into this area, Christine. So what is actually the root cause of this problem? Ah, well, you see, this is the problem, Carl, right? There are so many um, interconnected issues around dignity, respect and inequality in the workplace. I mean, one of the things that connects those three ideas is this idea of sexism um, around the roles that men and women should play in society and the attitudes around women's place in society. And what those two things do is they kind of drive individual attitudes around women in the workplace. So there are sexist assumptions about women and men and they end up as gender stereotypes, which means that there's one gender seen as superior to another. So it's kind of linked to power because those who have the power are typically treated with favour and those without the power are typically discriminated against. So in an Irish context then, how much of a problem are issues relating to dignity and respect in the workplace? 
I think we can safely say that, um, you know, the, basically the government has put in place legislation, which means that, you know, employees are protected in relation to inequality in the workplace. But the issue of dignity and respect is about em- employers providing employees with an environment that's free from bullying, harassment and sexual harassment. And we can see from reports anecdotally and from cases that we see that unfortunately sexual harassment, bullying and harassment are alive and well in Irish workplaces. And from your insights then, Christine, is it happening at a peer-to-peer level or from management to employee? Yeah, unfortunately it happens at both levels, Carl. Um, And I think we've all probably worked in organisations where We've seen somebody who has a management level who perhaps are a management position that perhaps uses the power that comes with that position in a negative way within the organization. And that can often be classed as bullying, depending on how it operationalizes itself. And we've probably all seen or witnessed harassment in, uh, um, issues. So we might have seen somebody, um, you know, jokes in relation to um, perhaps somebody's age or somebody's gender or we might have seen even isolation or exclusion. So all of these are covered in terms of dignity and respect in the workplace. In recent weeks, attitude towards women have come into sharp focus with the tragic passing of Ashling Murphy. So is now the perfect time to address these issues in a meaningful way? I mean, it's so tragic what happened to Ashling, and um, I, I do think that this is a catalyst for change, both in society and in organisations. And, um, you know, one of the things that organisations can do is that they can ensure that they have a dignity and respect policy in place in their organisations and that all of their employees are trained on the policy. But for me, there needs to be a lot more than that. There needs to be more than just having a policy because if an employer believes that just having the policy means that their duty is met, well then there's never going to be a a fostering of a dignity and respect approach to people in the workplace. So all employees need to be properly trained to understand the impact and the implications of the policy. For me, that's what import, that, that's what is important. Employers have to follow through on sanctions that are in their policy if they see any type of infringement of dignity or respect in the workplace. The culture of the organisation is key here, Carl. If there's any business owner or indeed manager listening to this morning show and they're saying to themselves in reflection, there is a toxic culture after developing within the organisation. What steps do they need to take in addition to putting that dignity and respect policy in place to address this? Yeah, I mean, there there are a number of different things that they can do. But, um, you know, if we think about it in relation to gender inequality alone, uh, one of the things that they can do is they can measure what what I what, what we would often refer to as the outcomes of sexism. So what that means is, you know, there's that old saying, what gets measured gets done. So if you're not measuring 
the number of women in various positions in leadership within your organisation, well, then you don't understand if there's an issue within your organisation in terms of women getting promoted within the organisation. So that issue of what's called the leaky pipeline has been discussed for years because women are entering organisations in the same numbers as men. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners will will be able to attest to this. But as they progress through the organisation's management levels, the number of women falls at each stage so that we arrive at a stage where the number of women in the most senior positions in organisations is significantly less than their male counterparts. So one of the things that organisations can do is to set targets in order to ensure that they measure the outcomes. And Christine, when issues do arise in this particular area, how should responsible management deal with them? Well, I think it's very important for management if an issue is either seen by a manager or heard to have taken place by a manager, it's really important that the manager invokes the dignity and respect policy. All too often what happens is that um, there, there just isn't enough of an understanding of the fact that any one issue that arises in relation to, for example, harassment in the workplace, that if it's ignored, what happens is that that then sets the culture within the organisation for it to be allowed. So one of the things that um, organisations should do in terms of having a dignity and respect policy is to appoint contact persons within the organisation who can provide confidential support and information to both the people that are on the receiving end of the behaviour and those against who the complaint has been made. So those contact people then need to be trained to give the support and the information because they don't get involved in the complaints procedure, but they're really important as a first step. And finally, Christine, what other emerging organisational behaviour and HR trends do employers need to be mindful of? Well, the one that we're all talking about at the moment is in relation to remote working and it's in relation to the great resignation. So the idea um, came from America originally that um, employer employees were just leaving their organisations in droves as a result of the impact of the pandemic, uh, voluntarily now not losing their jobs. These employees that we have now in our organisations, that they want a different approach to work. They want the work-life balance that we have talked about and there's been so much rhetoric about for so many years, they seem to have found a way to deal with that and to ensure now that they want to keep that as they move forward, which is completely understandable. Um, One of the other things um, that's interesting in terms of this notion of hybrid working is um, the fact that we we have something um, that we talk about called fundamental attribution error. And I think that it's actually going to take on a whole new level of importance in the hybrid world of work. So what happens is that we observe other people And what we do is we attribute their behaviour to their character rather than to their situation. So like if we see two cars having bumped into each other at a roundabout, we think that the guy wasn't watching where he was going and, you know, therefore it's his fault. So it's a fault of his character. But if it happens to us, we think it was the fault of the guy in front of us who never indicated. So it's the situation that's at fault. So what we do is we 
we emphasize the role of the situation for ourselves and the opposite when we're explaining the behavior of others. And why I think that's important is because managers tend to make those type of negative assumptions about employees' behavior in this remote world of working. And I think we need to be conscious and aware of that. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Professor Christine Cross from the Kemi Business School in the University of Limerick. And hopefully now is the time in which we as a business community can address these antiquated inequalities, which unfortunately are still so prevalent in the workplace. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.